And so like, that was like a two or three year lesson for me. Like, I was just like, no, I don't want to sell them again. They've already bought. And if they really, really like it, they'll come back. Yeah. Like, no, no, you have to, they don't know. You don't know what you don't know. What does it look like to build a million dollar digital marketing agency from the ground up with no outside funding and no product to sell yet? This podcast is going to be the answer to that. I'm Chris Creed, and I'm on that journey, and I'm so excited to share with you all of it. The ups and downs, the successes, the failures. This is an honest look at what it takes to build and start something new. This is the Storywell Marketing Podcast. Here we go. Hey, what is up, y'all? So glad to be here with you again today. Hey, today I got a special treat for you. I'm talking to my friend, Mark Brown. And Mark is the owner, CEO, author of the children's book series and business of Zenpig. And uh, Zenpig is a best-selling children's book that teaches kids about uh, gratitude and being present, all kinds of really awesome things. Uh, But today we're going to get into more of the strategy, the things that are underneath that whole brand. We're going to talk about Facebook ads, And we're going to talk about his free plus shipping funnel and the success he's had with that, how he has scaled his ad spend to $15,000 a month and how he suggests you go about doing that. All really, really awesome information that we get into in this episode. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the best-selling children's book author, Mark Brown. Hey, what's up, guys? I am so stoked today to be talking to my friend uh, and the best-selling author of the children's book series, Zen Pig. He's the CEO of the Zen Pig brand, and uh, I'm just really stoked to be able to talk to you today, man. How are you? Dude, thank you so, so much for having me. I am so stoked to be here, like honestly. And you know what? I've, I've subscribed to your podcast a while ago, man, and I just can't give you enough kudos. It's so good. Oh, man. Really? Thank you so much. I appreciate you saying yeah. that. It's uh, yeah. Well, same here. I, you know, my, we have a two-year-old son and he, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, man. Jack sauce. Um, just today he, he walked up to, so the new Zenpick book just came out and we got that and Jen read it to him yesterday. And this morning, one of the first things he said when he woke up was that he wanted Jen to draw Zenpig for him. Oh, oh, wow. That's amazing. Pretty cool, man. We're kindred spirits, Jack. <laughs> I like that. Super, super cool. So uh, tell me a little bit about like um, about your journey. And uh, yeah, we'll start there and then we'll get into some specifics. So basically today, Mark, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, uh, this is a, the Storywell Marketing Podcast. And we, you know, we talk about a lot of things and strategies and things. And I know that you um, are super into like Facebook ads and, and marketing funnels and things like that. So I want to get into a little bit of that, but I just sure. want to hear a little more of your, your story as well. Sure. Yeah. My business journey or wh- where do you want me to start? The business journey or the yeah. uh, personal journey? What do you yeah, think? Let's start there. Business. The business journey. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. And that's actually why I came to your podcast uh, and subscribed a little while ago is because I am about, you know, marketing funnels. I am about Facebook ads. I am about, um, trying to figure out how to, um, to, to gain an audience and it's interesting stuff and it's always evolving and it's always moving and it's very fluid. And so, uh, it's an exciting thing to learn and try to keep up with, you know? Um, so yeah. And, and the more time I put into that, the better my business gets, to be honest with you. So, um, as you know, Zinpig, uh, is five years old this year. And as you said, our fifth book just came out. And when I say we, I mean me and the pleasant little pig. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, 
Yeah. So it's our fifth year, but I can tell you within the last six or seven months is when everything really changed. Uh, it was a slog fest for a long, long time, but I can say that technology and algorithms and, um, new, new tactics, um, have finally started to work for the brand and the company. So, uh, it's, it's definitely a slog fest, man. Four years of just in the trenches, boy. <laughs> yeah, trying to figure it out. Well, tell me a little more about that because I find that like, you know, especially with, with Facebook ads or when people launch a new funnel, they kind of expect yeah. everything to just lock in, uh, first try first go around. Sure. Um, a lot of times that doesn't happen. In fact, most times it doesn't happen. So That's there's right. a lot of testing and stuff involved. So tell That's me true. like what, um, what, what kind of things did you try that didn't work? Totally. You know, when I first started, it, oh, before, let me, before I forget, I want to mention if there is anybody out there listening that is building a funnel, please manage your expectations. I know that there's a lot of uh, promises out there, but just manage your expectations. Like give yourself some time, give yourself some grace to learn and put one foot in front of the other. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> just, I just wish somebody had told me that. Um, so all I can tell you, uh, when I first started, I kind of had the, what everybody else has, uh, the whole build it and they will come mentality. And guess what? That's not true. That's called fiction folks. <laughs> you can build it all day. Um, so I put it out there and, uh, you know, it, it was okay. Um, you know, I built a Squarespace website and that was super simple. I loved how quickly, I could make a Squarespace website. I loved how clean and minimalist it was. It was very easy to use after you kind of spent a week with it. Um, so that's where I started. But I didn't understand sales funnels. I didn't understand um, lifetime value. Um, I didn't understand repeat business and how important that is. Um, and I didn't understand advertising and, and getting attention. And, um, you know, you can't just throw it out there and hope for the best. That's for sure. So it seemed like over the last four years, like I just kind of had to, I really had to get beaten in the head with a hammer because when I first started, I was like, no, I'm not about marketing. There's no chance. I'm not interested in that. Um, I'm not that slimy guy, blah, blah, blah. And my definition of marketing had to evolve and change and modify because that's not what marketing is. You know, I mean, if you can't help people if you, they don't know about you. So yeah, I had to redefine, reframe, and it works. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's good. Anything specific in that, that like you, um, so you, you had the website and you were building the website and you built the website. Was that like the first thing you did? Because I, that is how I've always been too, is like, Hey, I have this really cool idea. Let me go build a website and a brand and I'll just do all that. And then I'll just start inviting people to it. But I never got to the inviting people to it part. Sure. Um, because every time I would talk about it, nobody would care. And I found that out, uh, really early on. So like, now my approach is like put a bunch of stuff out there in the world and, and to start to test like sales messages and stuff. Sure. Is that kind of how you evolved in that? Or like, what did you, what, what, what changed? Like you, you built the website then like what action did you take that was different than that, that really started to move sure. the needle? Sure. Yeah. So one thing that happened was I started to really understand the importance of repeat business uh, in in terms of lifetime customer value. Um, so the, the value on the back end is very important. You know, I, when I first started, somebody would read the book and I didn't give them the information. This is very important. I don't want, I want 
to really drive this home for everybody. Once they consume your product, then what? You know what I mean? Like my, when I, the first couple of years, somebody would read the book. Oh, that was a nice book. That was really cute. Now what? Like they, they don't even know, like there is supposed to be a now what? You have to tell people that. Hey, did you know that there's more books out there? Did you know we have other products? Like they don't know. They can't help it. It's yeah. our job to tell them, oh, you, that just sparked some sort of joy in you. Would you like some more joy? Because yeah. we have other products. Yeah. And so like that was like a two or three year lesson for me. Like, I was just like, no, I don't want to sell them again. They've already bought. And if they really, really like it, they'll come back. Yeah. Like, no, no, you have to, they don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, exactly, man. So that changed everything for me, man. And just always, every product, every package that goes out, every interaction, I want to give them instructions on what's next. Cool. I like that a lot. And practically, let's jam about like what that, uh, what that looks like. Okay, somebody comes to buy a book uh, from, from, your, from your funnel uh, or they, they, I think you have a free plus shipping funnel, right? I do. I okay, do. That's, so our biggest, that's our biggest funnel. That's awesome. So we'll, we'll give you that link at the end. You can go get a free copy of Mark's book, which is awesome. Uh, but um, it's, uh, so they come and they get the free book. Do they start receiving emails, uh, like letting them know that there's a the next step? Like how, what does that all look like? Sure. So what we did was we did a funnel stack for that. So we did the free plus shipping and obviously that's a funnel. So they're, they are given order bumps and one-time offers um, that really are deals because they, those deals are not on our main website. Yeah. And those um, are just things that they can add to their order. Like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what we do is inside each book now on the last page, we have a call to action with pictures um, about, Hey, these, this is our product line. And also we include in there, uh, an exclusive coupon that they can come back. And because a lot of people I'm this way too, like, I'm not just going to go buy an entire series of a book. I don't know if I like the first one. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, okay. You wanted to test drive the book. I totally get that. That I have great respect and I honor that. If you love it, cool. because you are willing to come back and, and claim yourself as a fan and fly our banner, here's the coupon, like get, get a deal out of it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it looks like logistically. So a call to action in the back of the book and every product, there's always a call to action. Yeah. Even our, our giveaways call to action. Yeah. Um, and also a tangible, um, coupon or discount code and everything. Um, the funnel stack is, um, so if they test drive that first book and they don't like it or they do like it, we have another funnel like, Hey, if you want the second book at a steep discount plus free shipping, go check out that. You know what I mean? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the next step in that. Yep. And so they, they receive an email about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As, and then, as well. yeah, one, yep. Once they, um, get, uh, on, onboarded, uh, as a fan. Then they get a sequence of emails and they also get retargeted in terms of Facebook ads. Once they fire off that Facebook purchase pixel, then we're going to start delivering ads like, Hey, we know you have the first one. You test drove it. That's cool. Would you like the second one at a super discount? Yeah. Love that. I think that's, that's important. Like what you're talking about, this idea of, of funnel stacking of like layering in other funnels. Like it's basically like, okay, so let's, they come in and they buy, they do the, the free plus shipping thing. 
then you have an offer next to that. And if they don't, they don't take you up on the offer, then they start going through a secondary funnel that's in emails. And you actually have a third level of when they actually get the physical book, an invitation back into the funnel at that point. Absolutely. Um, And so that's like, I think that's a really cool thing to, to think about for any business, brick and brick and mortar, like service-based anything like the point of contact on your website is not the only opportunity you have for them to say yes. Mm-mm. I agree. That's great. I, somebody make a meme out of what he just said. <laughs> That's so true. Oh man. No, I mean, it's just, I like, I, I'm glad that you said that because it reminds me that, um, yeah, to, to just, yeah, that is, I mean, it's something that I talk about with my clients and that I, I do with my stuff as well is like, we gotta be, we gotta be following up. Like the money is, is, is in the follow up, Right. So, yeah. um, any, any, in, in, uh, any way that we can, we can do that and look for opportunities to, to do that. So tell me about, uh, this, this new product launch. Like you just launched a new book, which is Thank cool. You. Thank you. Tell me about some of the things you did within that, uh, leading up to it to build pressure and things like that. Totally. Yeah. So what I would do is during production, I would of course like go to Instagram stories, Facebook stories, use that, you know, going to do the press check. Um, I even showed people what I sent the illustrator, like how terrible I draw things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey, like this is what it looks like now. Wait till you see what it looks like when it's done. You know, just kind of, uh, really showing the humble beginnings and a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I think that sparks interest. I love that type of stuff um, for sure. It gets me really excited about stuff. And uh, so, of course, a couple of weeks before, sent out an email chain and um, did that whole thing and Instagram post and kind of yeah. like do a cover release. Okay, then I'm going to do uh, a, a illustration release and then a stanza release, you know, just kind of dripping out little bits at a time and just kind of wetting the appetite. Uh, yeah until the day of yeah yeah i love that and then and then you launch and then you talk about it all day all day every day yeah that's right i think that's uh that's an important point that i've been thinking about a lot is like how do we how do we create noise around launches like whether or not it's you know leading to an event like the event is sitting out there you set it out there it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming and you start talking about it and putting stuff out there like you were saying building up pressure and tension to this one event so that people uh, get to it. And they're, by the time it comes, they're super excited to make it happen. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. And you know what, that's funny um, that you mentioned that because this goes back to the, uh, my beginnings as a business owner. <laughs> um, at one point in my business, I had four books out and this was only, this was like within a year and a half, two years, I had four books out. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how many times people would say, I didn't know you had another book out. Wow. And I had four titles. Talk about doing a terrible job in business. When you have four different SKUs and somebody didn't know you had more than one, you're doing a really bad job. (laughs) Okay. So like that lesson finally clicked you know, a year and a half ago or something. So that's, that is <laughs> so, so you gotta tell people dude, that is such a good point. I, I wrote this down today. I'm going to share it with you, with you guys. Uh, I, uh, this is very relevant to what we're talking about. I was thinking about it today in order to be seen, you have to be visible in order to be heard. You have to make sound in order for people to find you. You have to exist. Ah. If you're not, if you're not 
making a ton, like, and I, I've talked about this so much and people are probably tired of hearing it, but like, as far as, um, like we're, we're afraid that we're going to make too much noise and we're afraid that we're going to, you know, people are going to unfollow us because we're posting too much or whatever, or we won't shut up about this new product. But the reality is that the, the people's tolerance for that is a lot higher than we think one. Sure. And number two is li- literally just the way the internet works. We've all seen it. We don't, we don't see as many posts from, from our friends as we used to anymore just because of the way the algorithm works. So if you're not posting a lot and, and posting a lot about your stuff, nobody's going to know it's there. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, Mark, because it is, I mean, it's, it's real. Yeah. It's you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta be there or you no longer exist. And literally if you're not showing up in people's news feeds, it doesn't, you know, yeah, you, you definitely don't exist. That's a great quote. I love that. You're absolutely right. I mean, and you can't be too worried about people that are very fickle with whether they like you or your brand. They're not your target customer anyway. There's a, those aren't fans. Like I'm a huge Star Wars fan, right? I never get tired of seeing Star Wars info or behind the scenes stuff. Like I'm never like, oh, again, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Like, because I'm an actual fan. If the people that are fickle that are like, God, if I see one more Zinfei post, oh my God, they're not my people. That's okay. I'm not some people. Like I talked to you about this before. I'm not a superhero person. I'm not their target market and that's okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So they need to weed me out. It's fine. Don't spend <laughs> ad dollars on me. You know? Yeah, man. I hear you. That's funny that you say that specifically because I've been seeing a lot of Marvel stuff lately <laughs> pop oh, yeah. up and all my yeah. stuff. And the yeah. same thing, man. It's like, I can't, I can't get enough of these like exactly. behind the scenes photos and videos. Like I, yep. All day. You lap it up. Yeah, that's right. So just to kind of shift gears here, Mark, one of the, um, one of the things I want to talk to you about because I've seen, I've been, you know, I've been here uh, throughout that beginning part of, of your, of your Zenpig journey as well. And the kind of the beginnings of Zenpig and the business and, and just seeing like the explosive growth over the last few months as well. And I just want to talk a little bit about that. Like, I feel like you have, uh, you know, you've told me that you have 40 X your, your business over the last few months. That's insane. And because of that, like Zen, Zenpig actually, um, every, every sale, what, what is it? Every sale gets. Yeah. Every, every purchase, whether it's a book or a, a product is one person with clean water for one year. See, that's in- incredible. So like you not only have 40 X your, your, um, your business, but in, in your sales in, in the, for the books, but also 40 X your impact, uh, which I know was your goal all along is to create totally. something that was going to really, really help people in multiple ways. Like Zenpig itself, we didn't go into this before, but Zen, the, the whole idea of Zenpig and the brand is to uh, teach children and remind adults that, uh, you know, um, all of these really great things um, that, and traits that, that, we, uh, that we sometimes forget or don't teach our children and about uh, mindfulness and, and gratitude and things like that, like things that we all want to be showing them, but isn't really showing up in any other children's literature. Um, and Zenpig is a really cool vehicle for that. So anyway, you changed a lot of things. And uh, yeah, I just want to talk about that for a minute. Yeah, man. And that's, I'm so grateful that all of that is, is true. And I owe everything to Zenpig fans and readers and followers. And yeah, it's just been wonderful. And how that happened really was allowing technology to do what it does. You know, Facebook ads is a massive part of that. Our 
ad spend is about twelve to fifteen thousand a month. Um, so that's significant, but it makes fiscal sense. So um, that's huge. Getting out of technology's way, because I can tell you when I first started, I thought Zenpig's target market was somebody. And then Facebook was like, nah, dude, that ain't them. <laughs> so that's, I, that's really interesting. I, I, I like that. Um, I like that a lot. We, we can talk about that some more, but I'll let you continue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just let, let um, AI do its job. Get out of its way. Um, so, so that's a big part of it. And also just allowing... Um, the truth that sales funnels are not only important, they're necessary. And that repeat customer and winning on the back end is the only way. And just stop taking such a philosophical stand like, you know, I'm not going to pitch people. Well, then you're not going to help a whole bunch of people, you know, like just all that plays in, and it's kind of folds together like this beautiful batter for a cake. Now I want cake. Uh, it folds <laughs> together. <laughs> Who's got funfetti out there? I funfetti uh, cake is the best. Fun- I actually like chocolate cake with funfetti icing, but sidebar. <laughs> I never. Oh my God. Yeah. You need you to try my, that. You ruined my summer body, Chris. <laughs> it, it's over. Um, so anyway, yeah, all of that just folds together into into increasing revenue and being able to serve more people. Yeah, I, I like that a lot, man. Tell me more about, uh, so we just, I just did an episode about Facebook ads and I, I would like to hear what, and I'm, I've been meaning to ask you this, so let's just have this conversation live right now. It's like, um, just tell all the secrets, whatever whatever you're comfortable sure. with or whatever, but I, you know, if you want to tell everything, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, so you 40 X and you, you just talked about your ad spend being 12 to 15 grand. Where where did the flop happen there where you were like, I'm just going to try to throw a bunch of money and let Facebook do its job? Because I have I have done uh I've I've done campaigns that have done really well at like a lower ad spend, and I've done campaigns that really couldn't pick up any traction at all at a lower ad spend. Sure. And I feel like sometimes it and I've I've had conversations with people recently that it seems like testing it out with like a big budget here at the beginning could actually prove uh, a little more quickly if it's going to, if it's going to be a success or not. But anyway, let me, let me hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and because I'm actually glad you said it just like that, because that's not how it was. You said the big flop to, to spend a bunch of money on it. I did not like, let me be clear. I saw a nine ninety five physical paper book. I don't have the margin <laughs> and uh, capital to just say, you know, what I'm going to do this month. I'm just going to throw some money at Facebook. I'm going to throw about twelve, fifteen thousand at <laughs> student loan company be knocking at my door. Uh, no, so it started really small. It started just. Very, I, I didn't say I want to spend twelve to fifteen thousand. I said, okay, I've got a funnel built. I know I have a great product. I'm going to put twenty five dollars today and see what happens. And then it's like, oh wow, conversions only cost me three dollars, four dollars. Then check out average cart value. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, so now I'm going to double it, fifty. And so, like in the course of, you know, five or six months. I got up to twelve to fifteen thousand dollars. Now that is, um, you know, we've got the front end campaigns that you know 
hey, Zen Pigs here, free plus shipping, you know? Um, and then that's also retargeting. So um, once you start adding campaigns due to other pixel fires, that's how it seems like it starts to add up quickly. Sure. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, just from um, daily spend, right? Totally, exactly, exactly. So um, small is fine, I think. I mean, that's what worked for me. Like I said, I didn't have capital or... Um, uh, even necessarily time. You know what I mean? I didn't have a few more years left. Uh, so it, it works small and just look at the numbers, make sure they make sense. And and you're not spending money. And that's, that's one thing that I think everybody should really let sink in and internalize is that, you know, you're, you're circulating that money. It's not like, you know, if somebody had told me two years ago, you know, you're going to be spending 15,000 a month on ads. Are you kidding me? You know what I could do with $15,000 a month? Yeah. Well, I take that, that $15,000 gets returned to me, you know, with multiples. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you're not spending the money. So whoever's out there and you're worried about spending Facebook dollars, that is just going to come back to you um, yeah. with multiplied. Well, I, when you first started running them, surely it wasn't coming back to you multiplied, right? They, not in the first couple of years. Okay, not so in the first couple of years. Absolutely. What was the big? What was the big shift for you? AI got really great. To be honest yeah. with you, like I said, they they told me who my target was, and then I just looked at the chart that said, like, oh, these are this is who is interacting and engaging and purchasing. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm going to build ads for those people, and yeah. then I just took that information and said, okay here, send an ad to these type of people because yeah. they're the ones that actually want this product. Right. Um, so it took as long as it took me to look at that and say, oh, okay. Yeah. It took, the, the problem is, is human delay. It's not computer delay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so really, I, I think if anybody, you are not going to hit a grand slam first time, second time, third time, yeah. fourth time. I think I spent... Throughout the first uh, three and a half, four years of Zenpig, I think I spent maybe 6000 7000 on ads. Yeah. Didn't work. I mean, it didn't make sense. I mean, they yeah. worked, but they didn't make sense financially. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it was my delay. Yeah. But that's just, you know, trial and error. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with that. I feel like... Um, so to, to kind of sum that up, like you, you know, you, you tried some things at the beginning, it, it wasn't really working, but it wasn't because it wasn't working. It was because mm-hmm. Facebook was giving you information and exactly. you weren't necessarily turning yeah. that information around into, <laughs> exactly. into what it needed to be. And so the big switch for you was then like seeing like, holy crap, like, wow, this, this demographic is who's buying this. And then you just zeroed in on those guys. And exactly. Facebook said, all right, cool. We'll just grow exponentially. Then because exactly. That's talked, a great way to it. I talked about that in the last episode is that the algorithm is becomes so smart that if you say, hey, Facebook, these are in like, like they've already determined, like these are the people who buy your stuff. Go find me more of those people. That is, that is like the easiest command ever because oh, they, they, they will find, they, it will find those people. Yeah. Um, but the, the problem, like you said, is, um, well, it's not really a problem. It's just the matter of going and looking and analyzing the data and putting it in there, which is actually not that difficult. Tell, tell people how to find that. Like, do you know if, like, if you're an ads manager, where do they go to look for that? 
Uh, it's under tools, audience insights. Okay. Go to audience insights. And also if you go to your individual ad and you uh, click it, click it, click it over into the ad tab, and then you click view charts, there's yeah. information on the side there that gives you um, data about who's, who's messing with your ad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's worth checking out and it's definitely like, gotta do it. Gotta do it. Yeah. Agreed, man. So we got, we got the Facebook ad thing down right now. The next thing they go to is your funnel. Like sure. what, what things have you tried or what, what things, what things have you switched around to kind of optimize it? Like what didn't work at the beginning that you've switched? Sure. Yeah. So I definitely split test, um, uh, static images and video. And I can tell you for our free plus shipping, um, the static image worked so much better than video. So we had, yeah. And the static image was the same that was on the ad. So they had the static image on the ad, they click it. They're, they're sent to a website with that image right there. You know what I mean? With the same um, promise. Yes. And so that works so much better than add to, hi, I'm Mark Brown. And I would, yeah, because they don't know who you are at all. They don't know who I am and I'm not that pretty. They don't care. Okay. (laughs) They don't care who I am. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, get off my screen now, dude. And a lot of people don't have audio going. I'm on my phone all the time in public. And if a video pops up with audio, I get real scared. I don't want anybody to like, be disturbed by my device. And so like I mute it and stuff like that. So, um, so that, that worked better on the front end. The one time offer, we're still rocking the, um, the video, but with forced subtitles. And that is a tag you can put on your YouTube video in the tag section, YT colon CC. That's the tag. And it forces the, um, Subtitle to come on. Oh, wow. Good tip. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that works out really well. And for me personally, author signature works really well too, because I mean, that's just, you can't go to Barnes and Noble and get a book and have the author sign it. So you mean I've, you, you sign a book and that's an, yep, it's an order bump. Yeah. That's an order bump. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, I do that, you know, if I see a book or, uh, you know, I love to have the author sign. sign yeah. Sign. Yeah. I, yeah. Going back to Star Wars, I actually have Anthony Daniels C three PO signature on a book. So wow, Ooh, yeah, no big that's deal. Awesome. I mean, <laughs> that's a huge deal. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, that makes me want to get Tony Stark's uh, autograph. Oh yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> it really would. Um, so that is uh, that's interesting. So let's, let's say you were selling a um, a. Uh, well, let's talk about the the trail first of all. Like I, I, I talked about AdSense and like making sure the the ad and the the trail it smells the same. Like so, people yes. don't come to the page and they're like, "This is different," and they'll just leave, right? Because you have like a half a second to to make that connection happen. And if it looks the same, it feels the same, and people are more likely to stay. So that's that's really interesting that the image works. And um, for the the order bump stuff, like if you're trying to get people to add on stuff. That personalization piece is really, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge deal. And um, I wonder, like, if it's, I, if you're just starting out with information stuff, then I would put like a 
like a, a one-time uh, Voxer conversation or a Marco Polo session or something, something where you, there's like very little required, but it's just a small coaching thing. And maybe the order bumps like 197 or something and you just hop on a call with them um, for like, you know, just a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that kind of thing could be really, really cool. Definitely. One thing I would, one question I ask myself when I'm doing the whole e-commerce thing is, is this something that they could just go down to Target or Walmart and buy? If it is, there's no chance I'm putting it in my funnel, in my messaging at all. Like there's no need. They don't, they don't need you to present them with that. They need you to present them with unique offers, valuable offers, things that they can't find anywhere else. And so, yeah, you can go buy Zenpig somewhere else, but you can't get a signature on it. You can't get a bundle price. You can't get the stuffed animal. You know what I mean? Like exactly. all these things are unique opportunities and you got to take advantage of them right now. Yeah. I love that, man. I, that, I totally agree. And that's what I tried to build into, into funnels as well. Is like, is there like, not only like this product exists somewhere else. Sure. But is there, we can do it one or two ways. Like we have other products to offer. That's great. Um, and that increases the value. But if you don't, then think about like, what problems does this product or service cause? And then we're going to create bonuses around that, that they can't get anywhere else. It's going to help support that. Um, anyway, well, Mark, this has been awesome, man. I appreciate you uh, sharing all that and being open uh, about, about your journey and everything and giving all that awesome information about, um, about paid traffic. Big deal. So uh, where can people find more about you? I, I said that we would share your, uh, your, your free plus shipping funnel. So yeah, all you guys should just go check it out so you can kind of see what this is like. So go there, get his, get his uh, free plus shipping offer and just see what happens next. That's uh, that's all part of this game, right? Is trying to hack hack the funnel. So go check it out. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Go check it out at uh, freezenpig.com. F R E E Z E N P I G dot com. So go check out that and grab you a free Zen Pig. See if you like it. Test drive it. And then if you just want to connect with me, uh, follow me on Instagram at zenpigbook. And also, if you want like me, not necessarily Zenpig, <laughs> it's at Mark of the Cosmos. And uh, yeah, follow yes. me. I, I post all the t- 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 time. You do, yeah. So be prepared for that, and follow and model Mark Brown because wow, that man is sharing some some really killer content, and um, it's important, guys. It's everything I've been been teaching. So cool, Mark. Well, I appreciate you coming and chatting with us today, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. It was so much fun to do that interview. I'm so glad that you guys got to meet my friend, Mark Brown. Um, and please, please go buy his book, uh, Zen Pig Book. It's important. It's, it's you know, it's, it's supporting an important cause. And the book is just generally bringing, uh, you know, to light important topics uh, that need to be in children's book literature, in my opinion. So super proud of that dude. Uh, again, that URL is freezenpig.com. Freezenpig.com. All right, guys. Well, this puts another episode in the books. I've, I've been hard at work, and I appreciate all, uh, all of you who listened and gave me some feedback on uh, the income report and have been super supportive uh, over the last few days. And uh, I'm so stoked to uh, be talking to you again. So 
I'll have a few more episodes coming out here soon. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, And as always, would you please go and rate and review the show? That means so much to me. I would love to just hear from you uh, and it helps other people find the show. It's the best way you can support the show right now. And if you're actually listening right now on your phone, just take a quick screenshot and post in your Instagram stories. I will see that. So make sure you tag me at Chris Creed and I will share that on my Facebook, my Instagram as well. That way I can see that you're listening and just let me know what you liked most about this episode. And that would be awesome. But um, until next time, y'all, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Storywell Marketing Podcast. I'm Chris Creed and I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.